0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking about traveling internationally with babies and young kids. I just want to share some of my experience in taking my kids around the world to uh, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, Costa Rica, Mexico, and then honestly all over the U.S. So I think that you will love some of the tips and tricks that I have learned throughout the years when it comes to traveling with these young kiddos. Hey guys, you're listening to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast, the show that brings you real business strategy, community, and encouraging and truth-filled biblical advice for running your business and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ashley June, six-figure online business owner, ex-photographer, MBA, and storytelling expert who helps women claim their stories, create epic launches, and scale their businesses while staying in courageous alignment with God's calling on their life. Join me for conversational chats, interviews, and practical business advice every episode. So stoked you're here. Hey guys, so before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Radiant Revolution Mastermind. This is our monthly membership program for wild and radiant women entrepreneurs who love Jesus, love their business, and just honestly want to make income and impact. We do monthly workshops, Bible studies, culture chats, we have industry pods, all sorts of fun stuff going on. And we are also in our early days, so we are growing and we have a awesome group of women who are making some serious strides in their businesses and who really just love the Lord and have a heart to make their business a ministry. So go ahead, go to the link in the show notes. You can find the information and there is a $20 off monthly coupon in there if you choose to enroll. So today... Um, I actually thought that this would be a super fun episode to do. I got an idea from another podcast, and I was like, "Man, I would actually love to speak on this because I have traveled several times internationally with my kids, and um, I've taken my babies to Germany, Italy, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Mexico, and more. Uh, not to mention just all over the USA, from the East Coast to the West Coast, basically. And um, but the last big international trip we took as a family, specifically, was when our kids were six four, and two, and we took them to Costa Rica for 10 days. And if you don't know my family, we love Costa Rica. It's one of our favorite places to travel. Uh, we're going again in November. Um, actually, just me and my husband, we just hit 10 years of marriage. So it's like our, I don't know, it, it's its so exciting to just take the trip uh, or for us just to take the trip together instead of having the kids with us. Um, but I look back and I'm like, wow, like it was kind of crazy. You know, we just did so much travel when our kids were really young and um, actually I did a lot of travel. My husband stayed home a lot while I took the kids. (laughs) I just have that travel bug, you know. Um, But I just, I learned a lot throughout those years of specifically traveling internationally, um, but then just all over the nation as well. So, um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about some of my experience. If you've ever thought about traveling with your kids. you're wanting to take an international trip and you're thinking, you know, what's, how do I plan this? How do I pack? You know, what, what are the travel days actually going to look like? So I'm just going to kind of walk through some of my tips and tricks today. Uh, so first off, I just kind of want to talk about the planning process when you're thinking about, should I take my child to a location or not? Um, you want to kind of envision like, what will the day to day look like? So for example, we know, when I took my, um, babies to Europe, I took all, oh gosh, no, I took my first two um, right when they were around the one-year mark, and it was actually a pretty good time, I think, to take them. My oldest, she was always a little bit sassier and um just a more high maintenance baby. Uh, bless her heart. She is so precious, you know, but we all know what the high maintenance babies are like. And, uh, there were definitely more like screaming fits and, you know, I would say that travel was a little bit harder with her. Um, but my second one, she was just like my, I don't know, my angel baby. And she did so, so well. Um, on the Europe trip that I took her on. And regardless, you guys, if, you know, around that one year age and below, I think before they're walking, um, I think that's actually a really good time to take them on an international trip because then they can't go too far. They can't escape on you, you know, so... (laughs) Um but if I was, you know, traveling to Europe or something like that, I would be thinking about, okay, so I'm actually going to want to see a lot of the sights, you know. There's going to be a really really long plane ride. We have to think about jet lag. Uh by the way, jet lag never really affected my babies that much. Um I felt like they actually did better adapting to the jet lag than I did. So, um just a quick note on that in my experience, but um yeah, so if you're going to Europe, you're going to be traveling, seeing the sights, there's probably going to be a lot of walking, you know, so you're going to want to be thinking about your stroller, your baby carriers, you know, stuff like that. Um, And so, but if you're going to a place like Costa Rica or Mexico, you know, you're going to be probably exploring off the grid a little bit more. Or maybe if you're in Mexico, you're going to a resort, but Costa Rica, we really explore off the grid. And so um, we want to make sure we have our rental car and we can drive places and, um, you know, that like our accommodations that we are staying in are going to be comfortable. Like, I don't want to just be stuck in a small hotel room, you know, um, because our days will probably consist of half the day at the beach and then half the day, you know, just kind of relaxing and then going out for dinner and having kind of early nights and um, in early mornings because that's kind of like more of what the beach vacation would look like, especially in an adventurous location. Um, but I, I would always think a lot about like the strollers, um, you know, what stroller should I bring? So if I was going to Costa Rica, I would bring our Bob, you know, because our Bob has the big wheels on it so it could get through the terrain versus if I was going to Europe, I would, you know, want like a really easy compactable city stroller, um, that would be comfortable for the kids, that I could change their diapers on, that I could lay out, that I could, you know, get them a lot of shade and, um, ultimately just move really quickly with. Um, you also want to think about, you know, like what kind of things do you have easy access to in terms of amenities? So what if you need bathrooms or what if you need, you know, clean drinking water? Um, you want to think about the bedding situation, what that will look like. Will there be cribs? Will there be pack in place? Do I need to think about that? Do I need to bring something? Um, one trip, I knew that I would be super short on space and I couldn't, you know, take a pack and play and actually not one trip. No, I took, I did this, um... I took this one thing that I had gotten to Costa Rica for one of our trips, and then I also took it to Europe um, for one of my trips, but I had this little tent for babies. It was uh, the Kidco Peapod, and it was so great, you guys. <laughs> it was so great for a baby if I wanted to make sure that they were safe and couldn't escape at night or just like needed a nice place to nap. Um, heck, if you're someone who is just on the go a lot in general and you're going to put your baby down you know, in someone's house or something like that, this little Peapod tent, is so perfect for that. Um but I like I used the heck out of that thing for my first baby on our international trips. And um it was so perfect because it just folded up like a little I mean it looked like the size of a like a gosh what are they called? Oh like the reflectors, the the photography reflectors. You know, you kind of like fold them up and stuff. You would fold up this little tent like this and it was in a little bag. And I would just pack it in my suitcase and it was so perfect, you know, for Europe and for Costa Rica when we were on the go and we just didn't know, am I going to have a crib here? Am I going to have a pack and play here. I know I don't have room to take a pack and play. Um, so if you guys need a recommendation, the Kidco Peapod, awesome little um, tent for babies. I think two-year-olds could probably fit in there too, to be honest. Um, but once they're sleeping, you know, in a big bed and stuff, you don't have to worry <laughs> as much. <laughs> um, you also want to think about the diaper situation. Um, I liked, you know, I, I, I would bring a stroller that I could change their diapers on. Um, you want to think about the formula situation or if you're breastfeeding. I remember my milk supply, uh, was on the out and out when I, um, especially for my second baby, when I had taken her to Europe and then, gosh, I can't even remember with my first one. Um, time just flies guys. But you know, you want to be thinking if I need formula, if, you know, if they're breastfeeding full time, what about baby food? You know, how, how easy will the access be to that type of stuff depending on that trip? Um, you want to be thinking about comfortable places for them to rest on the go, you know, and also just kind of think about what the, the day-to-day will look like. Um you know, would it make sense to rent a car? Would it make sense to not? And then um, we have access to laundry, you know, like because all of this is going to kind of affect how you're packing and how you're planning. And so I like to think about those things when I'm starting to really plan these trips and I'm thinking about, you know, where we're going to stay and booking accommodations and whatnot. And then one of the other things that you really need to think about when you're planning to take a trip internationally is do you need um, certain documents? So obviously you would need a passport. Um, It's so cute. I have little passports for all three of our babies and they are all all babies because my, uh, my first international trip was with my first one and she was six weeks old and I took her to Mexico cause I had to photograph a wedding. And, um, you know, so she's a little, <laughs> she's a little baby. She's only like, gosh, she's probably like five days old in her first passport picture. And it's so cute. Um, Anyway, so you need to, you know, get a passport, uh, but then you also want to start thinking about other documents that you would take on your trip and if you need to get access to them. So I would take birth certificates, you know, especially if they're going to want to prove that like you are the parent of that child, um, on a trip that my husband didn't go with me, um, uh, I had gotten the recommendation to get like notarized letters. And so, um, basically stating that if something happened to me and like somebody could make a medical decision for my child, or if something happened to me on that trip, if like if my husband wasn't with me, my child could go back to the States with so-and-so, you know, you want to be kind of thinking about, you know, some of those, um, some of those just random things that could happen on the danger side um, and make sure that your baby and that your child is going to be taken care of if something happens to you. And this is not just you. It could be if something happens to both parents, you know, Um, you just the worst case scenario would be, you know, getting stuck in a country and having to worry about something like that. So, um, now it's kind of talking about packing when it comes to packing, know that most of the things, um, that you want to pack, you can get in other places. So at the end of the day, you're not going to be screwed if you forget something specifically. But if you have room and you don't really want to limit what you're packing, just pack what you need. Um, for me, especially like when we were going overseas, I preferred packing my own diapers and wipes personally for the trips. Now I know some people are going to be like, no, that's a stupid idea. You know, don't, don't do that. Um, that was my preference because I just didn't know, like, you know, how hard would it be to get the diapers or what, what would an inconvenience be? And if I had room to travel with it, you know, um, then that was something that that we just did um when we went to Europe. we actually packed like these big long uh army bags, like army duffel bags, because we had rented a car and I actually went with my parents and um my one year old for that and we had rented a car and we drove from Italy all the way up to Germany, and you know just went on a uh, or stopped in a bunch of places and it was wonderful. Um, but we did the duffel bags because the duffel bags could compact into the car. So you do have to kind of think about this, like when you're traveling internationally, because typically the cars are a little bit smaller, especially in Europe. Um, in Costa Rica, I have done the same thing, like packed a big duffel bag of stuff, especially like the baby items that are just kind of bigger and bulkier that I can kind of, you know, stuff around and, and all of that. So, um, just kind of a a packing tip if you know that packing could be hard because the worst case scenario would be to like get into your car or get to your um, stop and not be able to fit your luggage, you know, because the suitcases are not really designed to, you know, squish into different places. (laughs) Um, So duffel bags, duffel bags. Um, Also guys, if your luggage is too heavy, pack an extra duffel bag in your suitcase. So if you need to split your luggage in half, um, you can do that as well. It's it's helpful. Um, I also like packing laundry bags so I can put all my dirty laundry like into a into a laundry bag because I mean, dirty laundry. It's kind of a pain when it gets into the clean stuff. But you have a lot of dirty laundry, you know, when you're traveling with kids. Um, If I was packing for the beach, uh, I would be thinking about shade covering. So, we actually have like a little tent that we, um, it's kind of like a pop up, you know, beach tent and stuff that's pretty small that we have taken on our beach trips. Um, We also have this big, like, uh, gosh, it's like a giant towel blanket, but it's a blank, like a, a beach one. And you can fill these pockets with sand. So, it just creates like a big spot, you know, for the kids and stuff. And it's just nice to kind of have something like that for your little beach home base. Um, when we're in Costa Rica, we pack a lot of sunscreen because sunscreen is really expensive there. And then, um, for kids specifically, you know, you can't necessarily get like the kids sunscreens in all of the places. So it also just kind of depends, you know, like what, where you're traveling, because you're probably not going to have, um, the access to the product selection that you might have in the United States. Um, baby carriers. So my baby carrier preference, um, I have multiple baby carriers and I'm so sad because I don't need to use them anymore. Um, But I had like a Solly baby. That was really great for when um, the babies were really, really young, you know, within the first couple months because it's just, it's like a a long piece of cloth that you just kind of wrap around your body and you can kind of snuggle them in nice and tight. So that's a really great thing for travel. It's nice to, you know, wear the baby onto the plane. You want to have them in a baby carrier when you're, getting onto the plane because you're, then your hands are free for other stuff. Um, but that was a really helpful one for when the babies were small. Um, I also have like a, uh, a wrap. Gosh, what is the one that I have? Um, it's like little bird or something like that, but it's, um, It's a a ring wrap, and that one was really great for the beach because when we were, you know, walking to the beach, to and from the beach, and my husband was carrying a surfboard, and, you know, I was pushing a stroller and all of that, um, our babies still wanted to be carried and our two other kids wanted to be in the stroller. Um, and so the ring wrap is really, really awesome for carrying babies and that thing could get wet and it would dry really nice. So it was great for the beach specifically. And then you could cover their head um, and you just have more support. So I loved the ring wrap for the beach. Um, and then lastly, the Ergo. Gosh, the Ergo, um, that would actually be probably my top like airport carry carrier or like hiking carrier, you know, general, general carrier. If I was going to bring any carrier on a trip and was like limited on space, um, I'd probably bring the ergo if I knew that I was going to be walking around with the baby a lot, you know? So, um, like I took that one to Europe and had, had her on my back and, um, that was just a really good, good carrier for that. So those are kind of some of the things to think about when you're thinking about the carriers, you know, that you want to bring for the babies because you know that there's going to be some times when they're going to want to be on your back, um, or on your stomach or, you know, just kind of close to you. Um, and especially if you're on, uh, trains or just in different areas where you can't physically lock them into things, I think it's just really, really important. Um, activities and toys. So to be honest, and maybe this is just me, but I felt like I never really needed to pack a lot of activities and toys. iPads are nice, you know, if they're at the age to watch them, but the whole, um, experience of traveling tends to kind of excite and wipe out your kids as is. Um, babies, I mean... I don't know. I just felt like whenever I would pack that stuff, it was just a big pain, especially if you were on a plane and then, you know, crayons would fall on the ground and and all of this. And so I feel like the kids actually did better um, on the planes when it came to the the traveling and in the car. And I feel like the activity side of things just was never that useful for us. So... <laughs> Um, ooh, another one of my favorite little, um, traveling things for the babies, and I think that this would actually be just a great thing to bring for young kids too, was the muslin or muslin, I don't know how to say it, muslin, uh, swaddle blankets. It's like that material. It's very light. I used to put those over strollers, you know, for shade, um, or for like naps, you know, and then you can wipe little spills, um, You could get them wet. You could use them as, like, something to kind of, like, cool them down. You can use it as something to, you know, lay the baby down on a clean surface. I just... um, And you can tie them on things. Like, I just... I loved those swaddle blankets so much. They're probably one of my top favorite baby items. Um, And then I would also bring, you know, sippy cups, bottles, pacifiers, snacks, all of that stuff. Um, With the sippy cups and bottles, I would pack uh, basically... Um, two to three of those in total because I'd want one in my suitcase, you know, as a backup. And then I'd want um, one for the actual travel day maybe. And then um, you just know that you're not always going to be able to wash them. So, (laughs) and then you got into the, you get into the formula mess of things like, okay, I got to mix this here, make it easy, blah, blah, blah. You know, so those are just the things that you want to kind of like run through your mind, like the scenarios of what you could get into situation wise with that. And then of course, the baby wipes, the baby wipes, you need a lots of baby wipes. Um, and that would be good for young kids too, regardless, because you can kind of wash, you know, wash hands and just clean up faces and that sort of thing. Um, and then we would pack like a big bag of snacks. So like our, uh, I would pack a bunch of snacks into our checked baggage because, um, you never know, you never know. It's just, and it's kind of nice for them to have their snacks and the things that they're comfortable eating. Um, and then I would also pack like a big set of snacks for our carry-ons, for planes, or just for an easy access like day bag in the car. Um, So I recommend lots of snacks. I, once again, I know that you can like replace them in different places and you can buy snacks in different spots, but I do think just for the sake of easy travel, you know, making that really accessible using little plastic Ziploc bags or the big, um, what are they? Gallon bags. Those I think are kind of helpful because then you can pack a lot um, and kind of separate things. You know, you could use one for trash. You could use one for a certain kind of snack, that sort of thing. You could, you know, kind of create like a little day pack for your snacks all of that. So, um, but I just, I recommend not, not skimping on the snacks (laughs) because you also don't know, like what if we got stuck into a travel situation and you know, you never want to be in a situation where you can't feed your baby, um, or you can't do that. And then I would also pack a lot of diapers and wipes on me personally for the carry on stuff, because what if our luggage got lost? What if we had to deal with something like that? Um, extra changes of clothes for you, for the baby, for the kids, um, just anything, you know, just, be thinking, be able to basically survive for a good, you know, two days, I would say, in your carry-on stuff if something were to happen, especially on an international trip. Um, so as far as the actual, like, travel, travel, when I think back to what I did to travel internationally with the kids, um on the plane. And this is like the best little tip and trick if you have never taken your baby on a plane, especially internationally, but this also works um, domestically as well. But I would bring your car seat. So um, don't really depend on other places in foreign countries for car seats. I do not recommend that. <laughs> um, especially Well, for an infant carrier specifically, and then also probably for an older one if you um, know that you're going to be in the cars and stuff. But um, for kids 2 and under, you know, they fly free. So, I would always take my car seat to the gate because it is in airlines uh they basically they will give you a free seat if they have a free seat on the plane because it is courtesy. So, um that is like gosh, we I feel like we got so many awesome free seats. It's really it's harder these days to find like a free seat for a domestic flight. Um but internationally like there should almost always be a free seat on the plane just take your car seat to the gate check and they'll check your car seat um if they don't have a spot but at least you know you have it and then when they get on the plane you can actually have them sit in their car seat which oh my gosh Europe game changer okay like if you're flying overseas let your baby sit in the car seat you know um and everyone on the plane is going to be happier so know that you can just go up to the uh, front desk before you get on the plane and ask um, if they have an open seat that you could take um, uh, to put the baby on next to you so you could put their car seat in. So typically they're very, very happy to to do it. Um, just make sure you ask. I think a lot of the times people just don't ask and they assume that you can't, but it's going to be a lifesaver for you if you're making a long international flight like that. Um Also, I recommend doing hotels for flights if you get in late or need to leave early. Um, You know, just make it a little bit easier. Know that your travel days are going to be a little bit slow because there's going to be more stops and that sort of thing. And then um, I also liked evening flights because I feel like babies and kids just tend to sleep more and it's a little bit more low-key versus, you know, getting them on a flight during like their awake and uh, energetic hours. So I feel like young kids just do better on the evening flights because they kind of get into like the nighttime zone of getting a little bit more tired. Um, Also, I think when you're doing these trips, um, (laughs) not that I don't recommend moving around too much because I think that you absolutely can, but I would just... I don't know, just make sure that you have some extra help if you're going to be moving around a lot and just know that your travel days are going to take a little bit longer because your kids are going to need to stop. They're going to need to have breaks, you know, snack breaks, Um, maybe breastfeeding breaks if you're still breastfeeding Um, and just, just know that you're going to have to move at a little different pace, but you can still see a lot, you know, but just kind of think through those details. Um, and then for us, I mean, traveling with three kids was surprisingly good. I mean, obviously, you know, they had like their things, they fought and they cried. And, you know, you have some moments where just the exhaustion like really, really hits in. But I think that the kids just really love the day-to-day adventures. And so I think that they stay really stimulated just by moving around and doing things. And so we had a great experience taking our family of five um, to Costa Rica last time. And then, like I said, I've taken... um the kids on other international trips and, um... I mean, they've all been good. You know, you you know that you're going to mentally prepare. You're going to face some of those hard times, but you're also going to face that stuff at home, you know? Um, and if you do a good job planning and you just kind of anticipate what's coming, it's going to be like, you're going to have a great trip. Um, there's also lots of car naps, you know, so you're not going to get your typical every day we have nap time and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, um, which is nice to have a rental car versus, you know, doing like trains and planes and that sort of stuff all the time in between, um, different locations in a country. But at the end of the day, you know, just really think about, can I feed my baby? Where can they rest? Um, How can I make sure that the kids are, you know, just getting their physical needs met and the adventure and fun and energetic side will probably take care of itself on that. So um, anyway, if you guys have any questions about traveling internationally, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I connected my Instagram in the show notes. So yeah, just feel free to Send me a question. I love talking about this stuff. And I also love Costa Rica. So if you have any questions about traveling to Costa Rica, I am your girl. I love it, love it, love it. Um... Outside of that, you guys, uh, if you want to join the Radiant Revolution Mastermind, my monthly membership program, which is awesome, there is a $20 off per month code in the show notes as well, and it's a great business maintenance membership because not only do you get to be with like-minded women who love Jesus, who um, have uh, the values... um, I say conservative because that tends to align the best, but basically, values where they want to change the culture in their business and they really, you know, want to um, fight for freedom for the future of their kids and they want to build a business that is really in line with God's calling on their life and in their business because we know that God is a God of freedom. Um, this might be the place for you. So please, like, come check us out. Um, it's, it's an awesome community and I would love to see you in there anyways. Um, can't wait and tell me. If you are planning a trip to go internationally, and I know I didn't talk about COVID stuff because that stuff is a little bit different um, these days. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, in in the next months that we are traveling. But I feel like everything that I talked about today on this episode is definitely going to be pretty relevant for planning. Um, the only thing internationally that I know about right now and this is just because we're planning our Costa Rica trip and we don't have to worry about it with the kiddos, but, um, because we're not taking them is the COVID tests are required within three days, but there is, um, there are companies that you can actually buy online tests from and set up stuff before you leave and then take them and pack them and do them without having to stop at clinics. So just know that that is one more little element of traveling in this day and age potentially. Um, but yeah, anyway, Have a great day, guys, and go on adventures. Wow, guys, what an awesome episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. Since we're in the early days of our podcast, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? (laughs) Also, I want to extend an invitation to my free community. It is off of Facebook. We don't need any more Facebook distraction. We don't need any more random stuff that we're looking at. This free community is going to be full of exclusive resources and exclusive access to things that nobody will have access to in there you're going to find special videos you are going to find access to uh, monthly coffee chats where we're gonna get on zoom together as the the girls we are and chat about business chat about God chat about the topic of the month um, and there's just gonna be a couple other resources in there that I think you are not gonna want to miss out on so I invite you to come into that community you can go to the link in the show notes in order to do this. Also, I have one-to-one beta coaching open. You can apply in the link to the show notes. This program is for online or creative business owners who are really looking to claim their stories, create epic launches in their business, and scale. You guys, we could all do this, and I want to walk you through an intensive six-month process where I get to be your personal cheerleader, your personal accountability partner, and I'm going to help you take your business from where it is currently to epic levels, okay? So go ahead, go to the application to apply. It's on a very limited basis. I'm not going to be taking many clients at a time um, because I have some other plans coming up, but this program is perfect for you and probably the most access you will ever get to me one-to-one. So go ahead and apply. Anyway, guys, have a great day and I will see you next week.